0: Hey, welcome to the Health Coaches Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Howard Jacobson. Before we get to today's episode, a question. Would you like to become a wicked effective health coach to help people change their behaviors, change their habits, change their health destinies, and to be able to do it through a reliable process, one that works every time? If so, I'd invite you to check out the well Start Health Coach Training Academy, and you can find it at wellstartcoach.com. And you can check and see when we're running our next training course. All right, let's get to today's topic. Hey, Howard Jacobson here, co-host of the Health Coaches Podcast. Today, I'm bringing you an interview with Susan Epstein, who is an expert on running group coaching programs. So not one-on-one, but a bunch of people, usually via Zoom or something like that, and the question is, how do you keep everyone engaged? How do you help individuals while making sure the group gets what they need? How do you run the program? How do you handle all the complexities? Um, Got to say, Susan's uh, Zoom connection wasn't that great. So there are moments where it stutters a little bit. So just letting you know, this episode is not going to win any Grammys, but it is chock full of useful information, and I hope you will benefit. So without further ado, Susan Epstein, welcome to the Health Coaches Podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you, you and I have been connected for a long time, and we've, we've both gone through many iterations of career. Um, and what, one, one of the things I think has been true for you for a long time is you've always been an educator, and you've always been very thoughtful about how people learn, but it's, and especially how people learn in groups. Um, so what I wanted to talk with you about is you, um, you teach people how to run group coaching programs. And when I was transitioning from you know, individual coaching to groups, I reached out to you and you gave me a whole bunch of tips and tricks and techniques that were very, very helpful in managing the, the things so that I wasn't just helping the person I was helping, but everyone in, in the program was getting something useful out of it at the same time. So I wonder if you could maybe just sort of briefly introduce yourself um, and then we can get into like why you would want, why someone would want to do group coaching in the first place and then get into the tips that you have for them. So who's yeah. Susan?
1: Hey, so I'm um, Susan Epstein and I, I'm in Connecticut and um, in my prior life I was a psychotherapist for over 30 years and also um, did a lot of uh, training across the country for uh, clinicians who wanted to get their continuing ed units so yes I have been an educator as well um, I, I was a health coach for seven years I don't know if you knew that I did that too. I did I didn't I
0: didn't know <laughs> that and I also didn't know how to pronounce your last name obviously <laughs>
1: it doesn't matter it's both ways it doesn't matter um, funny story about that my husband was in fifth grade and his father changed it from Steen to Stein he said now it's Stein so <laughs> I married it. So I, I just kind of adopted the whatever, but people call me everything. So, right. That's okay. Um, So anyway, um, and and then I became a parenting coach and blah, blah, blah. And now I do business coaching, but the thing that I love to do the most is to help coaches um, leverage their time and also um, help more people. um, Because I think most of us who are in the helping field, When you ask people, you know, during one of those intro sessions or whatever that you're doing with them, like, why do you do what you do? And they're like, to make an impact, to Mm -hmm. help people. Well, if you work one-on-one with people, how many people do you think you can help in a year, one-on-one? But if you help people in a group, how many more people could you help? So that's like the two-pronged effect. The other is efficiency. Um, Having more time to um, do other things that are important to you in your life other than work, like... Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to um, spend time with your family. Maybe you want to plant a garden. maybe you want you're an athlete and you want to do something. Maybe you also are a musician, and you know like people have a lot of gigs going on in their lives. so I'm looking at your guitar right there, Howie. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you know we, we all want to um, nobody wants to work, you know fifty, 60, 70, eighty, 90 hours a week. So if you can find some commonality in, in your client. Um, in your target market, in your client niche, and say, "Hey, let's just put all those people together and coach them together at the same time." It gives you um, more time hours that you were working with them individually. Um, yeah. It's also a great way for people to taste your coaching at a lower price.
0: Mm. See, I I believed all those things when mm-hmm. I started doing group coaching, but but the the thought in the back of my head was that this is a lower cost program and therefore it's for people who can't afford like the gold standard, which is working with me one-on-one. And what I discovered after doing group coaching, especially around health behaviors, was that the group coaching was actually more powerful than the individual coaching. And and, I mean, the most powerful was doing the two together. So people could become very vulnerable with me and we could go into deep dives. But if I had to say, if, if someone needed my help and I had to choose between group coaching or one-on-one, I think I would kind of choose the group because of the normalization of their, their issues and how it's so much easier. Like, whenever, when you tell me your problem, I can solve it in a second, <laughs> right? It's my problems that are intractable. That's
1: right. And
0: so when, we, when you get a group of people who all have the same problem, every time you, someone else talks, I give myself an answer.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and when you're running the group, you know, here's a little tip um, and you're coaching one of the people in the group, hot seat coaching that person. When you're done, you can say, who else found that valuable? And people put mm. their hands up.
0: Mm. And,
1: and, or when you get to their turn, they're like, you already answered my question. Cause she said, you know, what I needed to hear, but I have another question. <laughs> yeah. um, and people usually say, and, and wrapping up your group at the end is what did you find most valuable about our time together great question at the end to put a bow on it and then people will share um when you said that or when she said that or just hearing everybody else talk about this i don't feel so alone
0: mm-hmm. so
1: just reiterating what you said people do feel like in community yeah
0: Great. so uh, you just gave us a couple of tips but what 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 should we think about let's say someone wants to dip their toe into group coaching they've never they haven't done it before they they somehow they get a group of people they get the right people they're you know on a topic. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you start? Because yeah. you know I, I find I'm you know, I'm a little bit sort of shy and awkward and mm-hmm. you know I find it endearing. Many people do not, but uh, like I, it's hard for me to like you know bang the gavel get everyone's attention. How do you elegantly mm-hmm. sort of start when people are popping on and like yeah um, great first that first moment. Love
1: that I just. I usually wait until most people are there, even if it's like a minute after we're starting, let's just, let's get another minute before I actually even turn the recording on. And once, and people are just saying, waiting at each other and saying hi, and then I'm like, okay, welcome to to one of my groups is the High Profit Inner Circle. We meet on Thursdays, um, on the second and fourth Thursdays of the month at one o'clock PM for 90 minutes. So I usually just say that. So this is why we're here. And I repeat it every time you know, here we are again, and this is when we meet, um, and then I usually do a check-in, um, and I sometimes have questions prepared, um, and sometimes I don't, and I just kind of feel like, what, what do I want to ask them this morning? You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a do-it-on-the-fly. I like to kind of suss out what's going on in the world and how people are feeling. Um, we are, you know, obviously in the midst of this lockdown and the COVID thing, and so we've been start kicking off a lot of our group calls now with, you know, you know what did you do different today that you haven't done different yesterday? Did you have anything exciting? Yes, mm. I made an apple pie. Or, you know, <laughs> I planted my cucumbers, you know. So just something to spice it up. I'd ask silly questions like, how do you like your eggs? And then it's just hysterical. People just go around and share, just loosens people up. Like think about um, icebreakers when you go to an event.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it could also be... Um, if it's a business group, um, you know, I'll do things like um, share a win. Um, in a health group, it might say um, share something that was difficult and how you overcame it in one sentence. Because mm. the problem with a, a check-in is um, they can go on and on and on. And sometimes I'll do I'll go first and model it. And then I'll type the question in the Zoom chat, um, if people come in late, on Zoom, they won't see the chat. So you have to remember to keep putting it in every time a new person comes or they won't be able to see the question if you're going to use the chat feature at all. Mm. Um, So that kind of thing. Um, And then once, and then I also might include in that first question, who needs a hot seat today? Because my groups are very interactive. They're not like, I I don't teach a lot during our groups.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Sometimes I'll do a tenor topic. But then most of the time is this hot seat coaching where people are getting coached on something. That's a challenge for them, something they need help with to move forward. So, mm-hmm. um, but other people do drip content, a lot of content in their groups. Um, on the flip side of that, it can be really boring to listen to the facilitator just talk the whole time because it's not a class that's not group coaching. Um, mm-hmm. group coaching is coaching,
0: <laughs> right. right. Um, So when, um, when I, you know, I also used to do business coaching and Mm -hmm. people would come very eager, right? Because their, their business was to some extent separate from themselves. Like, Hey, I got this issue or help me with this, you know, marketing thing. I find with health, with it's so much more personal yes that very often everyone wants to go last or no, no one wants to go at all. And when people come with burning problems, The problem on top of it is I don't feel worthy of taking up everybody's time. Mm. How do you help people who are reticent and reluctant?
1: So sometimes um, in the beginning, especially in the beginning of a group when people are like deer in the headlights and they don't know each other, it takes a while to establish that trust and safety in a group format. So you want to make sure that you structure it really tightly in the beginning. Like if you're kicking this off next week, you know, for the first four or five sessions that you do, you want to have like an, an agenda that's pretty tight, and you also want to have some backup and prompts to get people to talk about different subjects. Today, we're going to talk about what do you do when a family member brings a box of donuts in the house. Let's share. Mm-hmm. You know, let's. So you, you. And there's plenty of hypothetical um, things. You know, who here has a scale and uses it, and who doesn't believe in scales? Let's share why. Mm-hmm. So. Questions like that, or, you know, how do you, how are you a vegetarian if the rest of your family isn't, you know, or if you have, a, if you're lactose intolerant, and people have all kinds of things now with, you know, health and food and all of that, right? Um, and if you're the person cooking the food, you know, how does that work? Or who cooks the food in your house? How does that work? So easy subjects in the beginning mm. that are about sharing what our lives are like behind the curtain. And then saving some of those struggles and deeper issues once the group gets a little more close and a little more solidified, then the tears can fall. I can't believe I ate the donut, you know, Mm. or I can't believe, you know, that, you know, I'm so angry at my family because they don't support me or, you know, wherever people want to, or I'm so mad at myself or I can't believe I did that. I was doing so good and I thought I had willpower and that's a great, you know, way as a a health coach to go in and say it's not about willpower you know it's not about willpower you know it's about changing your daily habits and loving those habits you know so getting everyone on that you know into a new language and educating through modeling and educating through that way and helping people move through some of those struggles but i think like you said it's gonna it's not gonna be the first call isn't gonna be like a deep share of my terrible life, you know, it's really going to be um, a a lighter version that moves into a deeper trust.
0: I've made that mistake. Um, And I've made the mistake because there was a person on the call who wanted to share deeply and was ready to go deeply. And what I didn't recognize Mm -hmm. was that that was scaring the hell out of everybody else who thought that that was the bar. And now they were going to have to talk about, you know, their dysfunctional childhood, exactly. and and their alcoholism, and because yeah. um, you know, I just as a as a coach, I was trained to follow the one person. Mm-hmm. But when you're when it's a group, there's there's a, there's elements of theater, as well.
1: Yeah, um, and you're always going to have one person in the group. That's the what they call it—the fly in the ointment. There's hmm. it doesn't matter if you're at the movie theater, there's one person that's annoying in the movie theater. If you're, if you're teaching a class, there's one kid that's acting out, like people are just like that. And so part of being a really great facilitator is allowing, um, the person that's difficult, giving them slightly more attention in a different way, maybe calling on them first. Oh, let's hear from, you know, Joe first Mm. today, you know, Mm. and, you know, and, you know, Joe, could you be the timekeeper today? Give that person a job. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do it. You know, if you're dividing up, if you're like everybody gets ten minutes each today on the hot seats or whatever. Hey, Joe, do you mind holding up a sign when we have two minutes left on that person?
0: Right. Um, yeah, I used to do that when I when I taught kindergarten. Right. The the, the troublemaker kid became yeah. the uh, hall you know the hall monitor.
1: <laughs> the hall monitor or the class pet, right?
0: Yeah. Right. So, um, a timely
1: thing that, you know, what you said, you're absolutely right. Uh,
0: sorry, you cut, you cut out. I missed yeah, the I,
1: I missed what you said too. So you start.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, um, I'll, I have another question actually, it's, okay. um, kind of timely, which is, so when I started doing group sessions on zoom, almost everyone I was working with was that it was, that was their first experience on zoom. So we had to do like, what is this thing? How does it work? Is my mic on? Now, even in the last two months, everybody's on Zoom, which in one sense is great because I don't have to teach them the basics. But on the other hand, they're having Zoom fatigue. And I'm wondering if you have any experience with, you know, like I've gotten much laxer in making people turn on their video just because I, you know, if, if people can feel, like what 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 have you noticed in the last couple of months just about people's um, interaction nothing.
1: actually nothing. nothing different at all because i've always done my I mean for the past 5 years um or 7 years since zoom. i i was one of the first people to use zoom mm. i was using zoom when the guy was one guy in his in his apartment on his couch like i was i had heard about it maybe 8 9 years ago whenever it came out and uh so i've been using it with all my clients for so long that everybody that I work with and certainly I work with coaches and most coaches are extremely familiar with it. Um, once in a while, there might be a beginner who didn't know it, but not now. And in terms of fatigue, um, my, one of the things that I think is so important is community. And that's a really big mission for me with, with, with my clients. And they want to see each other. They don't want to be off camera. Mm. Um, so if you have a really big group of like, let's say over 25 people that you're in, in your zoom room, you're going to have five or six people are going to go off camera. They're going to be eating lunch. You know, they're going to be doing other things. They're going to be walking around. Um, sometimes mm. if somebody's like walking with their laptop, I tell them to shut off their video because it's like, everybody's like dizzy because you can you know, feel that thing. Uh-huh. Um, but I would say that 90% of our people keep their camera on in, in my world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one's told me they're tired of being on Zoom. I mean, I'm tired at the end of the day because that's, <laughs> that's my <Yeah>. job. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know, how, you know how, how many hours they're sitting mm-hmm. in front of a camera. I, I don't know. They, they're not talking about it.
0: Okay. Yeah. And one, one more question. How can you tell when your group session is going well or poorly? Because I've, I've had experiences where I thought I nailed it, and mm-hmm. then half of the people write for refunds. Like this isn't for me. And I was totally clueless. So, you know, I can see, you know, it's Hollywood squares. I can see all the faces. There are clues that sometimes I get. And sometimes I don't if I'm just sort of laser focused on one person.
1: Yeah. Um, deer in the headlight, (laughs) somebody Mm. or, you know, facial expressions or turning off the camera a lot could be disengagement. Mm. Um, that could happen. Um, One of the things that we do in our group programs is we have an agreement where they agree to remain in our program for 12 months. Um, So it's the duration of, and they sign that. And since we started using that um, since forever, um, our retention rate is probably 96%. The only people that drop out of our programs are people that get sick. You know, I got cancer or, Something bad happened, or sometimes they'll just say, "Can I just pause for a couple of months till I get better?" Because I, I had three people get the virus in our mm. programs that took a you know, took a month off to get better, mm-hmm. and 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 then come back. So we just we just have that understanding that this is from the get go that this this program is the length that you say that you want it to be, and you're in, you're all in, and there's no quitting. Mm. Um, so I just I've always ran my programs like that. I know some people do run it like month to month and leave when you want but the people that I've coached that have gone that route end up with one or two people in their group because people just get, people get, you know, disinterested. The next shiny object, there's so many things to choose from that they could be involved in. Mm -hmm. Uh, My job is to keep the focus and keep them engaged and keep it fresh. So if I see people getting bored, I'm like, what can I do? I got to change it up. I brought, I bring guest experts in once in a while so that somebody else than me Mm -hmm. teaching something, that is um, collaborative with what I do. So let's say um, I just brought a guy in that talked, taught about LinkedIn. He came into our group and he gave us a, you know, quick and dirty lesson for, you know, 45 minute hour long lesson on how to get the profile looking better. And we were able, people shared their, their LinkedIn screens. And he worked on a couple in, in real time. And then obviously you know, after that, he was very lucky because everybody wanted him to fix their profile and he made a lot of money, but I didn't pay him anything to come. I just, he's Mm -hmm. a really great, good friend of mine who, you know, I wanted to give a promo to in a sense. So I let him come in, but it was something that my my people really needed. They really Mm -hmm. needed it. I had, um, our friend Rob came in and taught people how to do webinars um, way when I started my group a long time ago, taught about evergreen webinars and how to set them up, did it a training, I had somebody come in and do some um, mindfulness meditation stuff, just, you know, give myself a break, maybe six times a year, have a guest, Mm -hmm. and um, then people are and then promote that, you know, on the back end, hey, don't miss it, because I've got a guest coming in to try to keep people in my world, one stop shopping, where they're not going to go other places to get those other things, I want to give them everything I can give them under the umbrella of, for you guys, health. What else can you, who
0: else can you bring in? Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so, so many people in our program, in our, my coach training, mm-hmm. um, you know, get to know each other over the course of the 12 weeks and they know yeah. each other's strengths and stories. It's a, it's a great, um, mm-hmm. you know, marketplace for, for that kind of, of collaboration. Yeah. Right. So, so what do you, uh, and I'm thinking more about health coaching than business coaching here because business coaches the big, I think the big difference is that people who want to be, who are doing business are going towards something. And a lot of people who come for health coaching, at least at first are, are trying to avoid something or get away from something. So it's much more avoidance than approach. And it's a very different energy. What, you know, for those people, what would you do between sessions to mm-hmm. encourage them to stay connected and to show up? Cause a lot of people like they'll, they'll eat a crappy meal and they'll be like, I don't, feel like I can show my face like precisely when they need to is when they're going to duck out.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just had, I I don't do this, but I think it might, if I was doing health coaching right now, I'd probably, we we have a Facebook group for all our programs. So they do have that ability to be in community. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that would work with a 12 week program. You'd have to open a group and then close a group. But if it was a longer term one, it probably worked better But in any event. You'd have a, a Facebook group and then you can have, um, Monday confessions, (laughs) you know, like a thread Mm. people would put in, you know, you know, how I tripped up this weekend. And then you could have another one, you know, you know, Wednesday wins, like, you know, just having those threads and, and even as the facilitator, posting your own stuff, because if you're transparent, people are going to say, well, okay, if Howie said that he, you know, skipped three days of running in a row, then I guess, it's okay that I missed one day of my exercise routine. didn't have to feel so alone. We're all human, mm-hmm. you know, uh, admitting our own mistakes. And even if we're the facilitator makes people feel like, oh, well, if he, if they modeled it, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. So I would use the Facebook group and start convers threads inside there um, and have people, you know, post. I, I was in a, I was in one, a similar thing it was a meditation one or I remember, it was a while ago and it was like a a 28-day thing. And you had to meditate <laughs> twenty-eight days in a row. And if you skipped a date, you had to start over. Like oh. it was one of those things. And we were all posting, damn it, like I met twenty-five days. Oh my god, I can't believe I did that. You know, and like, oh my god, it was a minute to midnight and I remembered I didn't meditate. And we, you know, go into the Facebook and say, I'm doing it now, you know. Everybody was really honest about it. They shared it. People like were like starting and restarting and talking about what got in the way. So I think just having a forum where people can speak about it and, and, and be encouraging in there can really help in between. Okay.
0: Great. Thanks. So for folks who are listening to this and want to know more about running group programs and how to fill them, um, you're, you're the expert, where can they find out more?
1: So if they go to highlyprofitablepractice.com Okay. And just, um, I actually have a really great resource there and it's um, design and create your, it's called mastermind in two weeks or less, but the same principles apply to group coaching. So it's really um, a mastermind group and a group coaching group can, can overlap in some ways, but don't let the word mastermind get in your way, but it's a great, um, I take you through, which is you're going to have all the nuts and bolts on how to build your group, how to fill it what to do during the group, how to create the agenda. And, um, and then if you want to reach out to me, you can also do uh, Susan at HighlyProfitablePractice.com. And I'm happy to chat with you.
0: Great. Well, Susan Epstein, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for all the, the wisdom and help you've imparted to me over the years and for sharing these uh, wonderful tips and nuggets with my health coaches today. Thanks, Howie. Uh, catch you later. I hope you found that helpful. So if you'd like to become a health coach or maybe you already are a health coach and you'd like some additional training and more skills or perhaps you're a health professional, uh doctor, nurse, dietitian, etc. who would like to be able to influence your patients more effectively, again, check it out wellstartcoach.com. All right, have a great day.